0: Coming up on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. It's our season debut here in our new studio home of Studio C. The head coach of the Cougars joins me to recap an early part of the season and a busy week with two in state games on tap. Our special player guest is junior captain Luke Worthington. As BYU Basketball with Dave Rose starts now. From 40 feet, goal! He
1: got it! Woo-hoo! This has been a focus group, and that's one of the reasons I'm really excited to, to get going with them.
0: Zach Selyus, he'll float it. And score it! Bryant for the lead. And that's it. TJ. Oh, a big
1: shot! High low. Oh, This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Presented by Siegfried & Jensen. Live from Studio C in Provo, Utah, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg
0: Rubel. Good evening, Cougar Nation. Welcome inside the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building here in Provo for our weekly hour-long look inside Cougar Hoops. We do our show in front of a live audience here in Studio C. You can be part of our crowd by requesting your free seats at byucougars.com slash rose show. And we invite you to be a part of our conversation on Twitter using the hashtag Rose Show. We'll take your questions for Coach Rose and our weekly player guest with the Rose Show hashtag. Tonight's guest is junior forward and captain Luke Worthington. And Luke is coming up a little later on. Our show has a a new look here in Studio C. Hope you like it. I'm glad to be back for another season as your host. And Coach Rose, So here we go again.
1: This is awesome. It's a a great... uh environment i love the floor maybe we'll play a little one-on-one afterwards great
0: fans would love to see that yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i could back you down you could back uh, me down
0: you could do a few things on i think uh, yeah well it is it is great to have this thing going again and we usually by the time we start doing a show you're usually a few games into the season already so you've got a pretty good idea of what you got on your hands
1: yeah we've had a really competitive uh you know first six games and uh i think the the, the the most important thing with our guys is you know we got through a lot of travel and and then i kind of feel bad sometimes when think about putting these guys through this taking them to the east coast twice back and forth but uh you know now we're in the portion of the the season where it's uh, uh that mostly in state games but we've had some really good competitive games eli has uh kind of you know surfaced as a one of our top guys this year has broke into the starting lineup uh you know, a, couple, a week ago or so and had a great week last week. And TJ is just kind of, you know, uh, moving on on right where he left off last year. And then Yoli has been a, a real solid force for us. So I look forward to building this team. I look forward to competing with them. This is a big week for us. But uh, uh, the first six games, I think that, uh, you know, the guys have, have really learned a lot about each other and uh, and and learned how to rely on each other. When we really get challenged and that's that's probably the uh, the most important thing now as we continue to build is that when we really get challenged instead of going to your own place and trying to rely on your your own physical talent but to be able to rely on our system and what 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 the team does best and get us out of those problems.
0: You know, three particular things come to mind, and one's even actually just an exhibition game, but winning in the pit showed something, winning at Princeton shows another thing, and then being down late like you were. We'll get to the Brooklyn trip in a second, but that last game you just played, those three games in particular were kind of uh, tough it out kind of games.
1: Well, their, their resilience is really impressive, the group, as, and the the guys are, I mean, I think most of all the teams that we've had here have been really competitive teams, but uh, some teams have taken a little bit longer to get that first road win, and You know, you think an exhibition game in the pit. uh, You know, how how do you count that or how do you rate it? But when the official gave the ball to one of my players to start the second half out of bounds, he turned his over and looked at me and said, "Uh, "This is not an exhibition game. This is uh, (laughs) feels like it's the middle of January." And and it did. It, It was a really competitive game, and I think it was good for our guys. And then the Princeton win was terrific. I mean, that was didn't shoot the ball very well, but we found a way to. Kind of grind it out and get a big win, and so uh, I, I like the makeup of the team. I like the way the guys are going. I, w- I wish we were six and zero, and and we could be there if uh, maybe we we're a little further along. But uh, I think the the guys are doing well.
0: Well, the Princeton game was your second trip back east in as many weeks. Really, second in a week. You played in the Barclays Center Classic. But the first game you played against Alabama wasn't in the Barclays Center. It was in a smaller venue, uh, on-campus venue at LIU Brooklyn. And here's a look at it. Uh, yeah, in better. the
1: middle of the day, too. Uh, and that, that was a big issue. Uh, if, if I got the LIU Brooklyn job, I think the first thing I'd do is get some, uh, get some shades. shades. <laughs> but uh, our guys really battled in this game. And, and you know, it looked like he was getting away from us. And then we got right back to a place where we just needed a couple stops and a couple scores. Defensively, in the second half, we, we held them to, you know, under 36% shooting, which uh, gave us a chance to kind of come up and back in that game. But we ended up just not being able to score enough. We, we ended up getting beat 71-59, and, and uh, their size and athleticism caused us problems at the rim. And-
0: you had 15 assists on 22 field goals, good number, but the 22 field goals, I guess, was uh, the fact there weren't enough, uh, you know, really going through the hoop for you. Well, there.
1: we had a lot of open shots that, that uh, you know, didn't fall for us, and then you would try to take it to the basket and against those athletes. It gets uh, – but Desheer did a really good job of, of finishing at the rim, distributing it, and we didn't get any of our guards to the free throw line. That's a big part of how we score our post guys got there but i think our guards between the four of them shot two free throws zach was one for two from the line so a lot of things we can learn from that game but the toughest thing is that you with no practice with no preparation you turn around the next day and you got to play another one and and that's uh usually a game that is just you know how tough are you how how uh how together are you how disciplined are you as a group and and uh we didn't, play, didn't shoot the ball extremely well, but we were really determined to win.
0: But that next day you did take on UMass. And, again, the shooting numbers weren't great, but you made more free throws. Some guards took more free throws, rebounded the ball really well, especially the, on the offensive glass. And, and a great comeback from down double digits. And there's Yoli, by the way, uh, making his first three-pointer as a Cougar. He yeah, that shot.
1: and I, I think he you know, spent a lot of time this summer working on it. it. was a good three-point shooter his senior year in high school. And uh, that will be an option for him. Uh, in situations this year. But, you know, I think we got off to a great start. It tells you the focus of our guys. I think we were up 11-4, 11-5, something like that. And and then uh, then we finished that thing off with a, a huge play with Sheer you know, coming off the pick and roll and big steps up and he drops it to Yo and Yo finishes the game. So, and then it still wasn't over. We have a lot of issues with getting that thing in and then having a guy heave a shot up there. And uh glad it glad came up a little bit short and we got that win.
0: We're going to see that final play again in a moment. Uh, but with under five minutes to play, Coach, you're down 10. You outscored UMass 17-5 to in the final five minutes. What really came together for you guys late, do you think?
1: Well, I, what I believe is that, uh, you know, we, we made a couple adjustments. We, we, we got, a, you know, Peyton Dastrup came in, and with his size and how fresh he was, it really helped us, gave us a lot of energy. Made a couple big plat passes, but made a huge put back, uh, rebound, scored for us. Ryland Bergeson gave us some size in the zone. We went to the zone and I think caused some problems. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the most part, it was kind of just resilience from the players. They just, um, you know, decided that, you know, sometimes you you execute enough to where you just kind of win the game. Sometimes you, I think you, had, you just refuse to lose. And in this situation, they were just going to make enough plays to try to win it. And Peyton's minutes. There's a big putback right there, a huge putback for Peyton. and Hopefully, gives him some real confidence in, uh, you know, in the season moving forward.
0: Now you've already played the three different starting lineups. Well, I wonder if we should maybe talk about that last play first of all. Uh, the, the 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 dunk you got. What a great design on the play. It's a tie game, and uh, and Jasheer has the ball in his hands, and this is what you get out of it.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's a couple options here. You know, a lot of it, Jashir, You know, if the post guy stays back and go right in and finish, if if the, the wing, you know, collapses and tries to take it, then he can kick it to the corner for a three. But well, we got the perfect scenario where he stepped up and Jasheer read it quickly and, you know, you throw it to Yo, and Yo's going to finish most of those. Yeah.
0: Now, Jasheer is a starter for you. Uh, he's one of your third different starting lineups. The first change you made was probably due to injury as, as Eli got a little dinged. Then you make a second change more tactical. You've played three lineups in six games. Do you like the, the five you've got right now?
1: Well, I think for the matchups this week, they're, they're, it's pretty good. I, this this team might have quite a few starting lineups over the course of the season. I think that, uh, um, you know, we're looking at a, a, a lot of defensive matchups when we start these games. And, and with the two guards that we were playing, three guards that we were playing last week, uh, we just wanted to shear out there to start the game because of his strength and kind of his quickness. And so we'll see. We'll see what, what, what the matchups are in the post. And we uh, think we've got – this is kind of an interesting team because I've got – you know, starters from team two years ago. I got starters from a team a year ago. And I got, you know, starters from team three years ago. And so I feel I got a, a whole group of guys that can actually prepare well. There's a lot going into when you're a starter in your preparation and the game, the practice the, the day before and, and how you prepare to execute a game plan. And I think we got quite a few guys that are capable of doing that.
0: As kind of emerges in most seasons, you've got kind of a natural big three emerging. Eli leads you in scoring. Uh, Yoli leads you in, in rebounds and blocks. And then TJ paces the team and assists right now. And uh, each of these guys has had his moments so far in this year.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't think it's any coincidence that uh, all three of them played on last year's team. I mean, that, that's the one thing I think that people uh, kind of lose track of is that these guys that sit out a year or two years on missions or uh, for injuries or other situations. But, um, you know, we were planning on having five of these guys back, and uh, two of them aren't with us. And so these three have really picked it up. And, and uh, just looking forward to trying to put different personnel with those three and find out different ways that we can play and, and ways that we can make this team uh, really special.
0: Talk about different ways to play and win. You'd always known that you could uh, win the higher-scoring games, the high-tempo games. Uh, being able to win the grinders, though, has a lot of value, too. Winning games in the 60s, you've already won a couple of those. Last year, I think you went the whole season, you won two games scoring under 70. You've already won two games scoring under 70 points. Yeah,
1: last year's team was extremely uh, transition-oriented, and we weren't as good executing in a half court. So that was a big a big uh, challenge for us in the offseason was to get, become a better half-court executing team, and especially when you get in the league because these guys – they can grind these things out pretty quick. And they're pretty good at sending three guys, four guys back and and stopping your initial transition. So we've we've established that de- uh, offensively, that we're we're better executing half-court team, and that's a good thing. Um, the second thing was to be able to guard that three-point line and make that line more of an advantage to us. And so we've changed some real core defensive principles to be able to get to the shooters. And the key is... The percentages have always been okay, but they just shoot too many, and hopefully we can continue to get better at that. We're playing a lot of teams that shooting a lot of threes, and the game has really changed, and that three ball has become a real weapon for most teams. And so uh, we've got to do a really good job of defending that that area of the court.
0: Yeah, teams have shot a decent number, I think, against you in terms of percentage from the arc, but I probably guess you feel that you're defending it um, philosophically or schematically better maybe is that is that accurate
1: yeah and and you know the the, the amount of threes that are being shot against us I think uh, is a better number, and that more manageable that, that, that allows us to be able to challenge the twos at the rim, try not to foul quite so much, keep guys off the free throw line we 're doing a really good job in that area because I think we 've actually made more free throws than teams have attempted against us, which is a big number for us, so a lot of room to improve, but you can see some things that are really developing with this team that can. Uh, make us a really good team
0: all right BYU off to a four and two start through six heading to our first break and as we do we want you to know that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet dinner Monday through Wednesday a kitchen and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail all at the residence in Marriott in Provo when we come back a look ahead to a pair of intense true away games on tap this week and BYU basketball at Day Rose continues from Studio C. We are back on BYU basketball with Dave Rose. Luke Worthington is our player guest on this season debut. Luke coming up a little later on. BYU four and two on the season, and uh, Coach Rose. After three of your six games played in the Eastern Time Zone, you're now back home in the Beehive State, in the state of Utah, for the next nine games.
1: Yeah, and that, that, that's a good thing for our guys. The only thing that'll be easier about uh, these two games will be the travel. But <laughs> the games are against good teams, and uh, you know, and tough. Tough opponents, but we're excited. I think our guys get really excited about playing the in-state schools, and we'll play four of our next five games against the in-state schools. And and then we'll play a couple big home games here before Christmas. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's a fun time for a lot of the people that are traveling, Cougar fans that are here, they come to visit family, and we've got a, and they're coming for Christmas, and we've got a couple games. A stu- we miss the students during that time because school's out. But uh, over the years, I've had so many people say, ah, thanks for scheduling games around Christmas because we get to come to Provo and see a home game. So uh, those will be tough. But we're looking forward to, you know, uh, maybe a couple-hour bus ride instead of a four- or five-hour plane ride.
0: And if the fans stick around after Christmas, they'll get a couple of conference games too.
1: Absolutely. We did. We got two home games to start um, after Christmas.
0: You hope the travel uh, maybe toughens you up a little bit. You've gone through it already. You get to now settle in and, and hopefully get on a roll here.
1: Well, I think I think you, you don't never know what 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 you know each team how he's going to respond how they're going to respond to, to home games and, and road games. But uh, having it over with, I mean, I mean you're living with knowing that Princeton came out of here and we're going to have to go back there sometime. And then the Barclays Center was scheduled three years ago, you know, in a, a situation where we you know signed up for that tournament. So you didn't want them both to hit it on the same year at the same time. But we got through it and we played some pretty good basketball. Found out a lot about ourselves. The two teams that we lost to, I think, are both top 10 RPI teams right now. And so um, hopefully, you know, you wish you, you could have got those teams, but we've learned a lot about ourselves. And now we're in that in-state grind where everybody knows everybody, and these games should be really exciting.
0: It is BYU and Utah Valley tomorrow in the UCCU Crosstown Clash. Fourth meeting in the series. You're up 2-1. First ever game played on the Wolverines' home floor, the UCCU Center, uh, tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, it'll be the first time for our guys. I've actually played over there a few times, uh, coached over there a few times when I was at Dixie. And uh, maybe, if you look in the history books, maybe the last time it was sold out was our uh, Dixie-Utah uh, Valley game years ago. And and uh, when, those, when, when the, the place is full and all the, uh, you know, Stands are out. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty. It's a great environment. So Look forward to it. I'll, hopefully, it'll be that way tomorrow when we get over there.
0: You guys played a wild one last year at your place.
1: Yeah, it was. And you know, they shot. It, they made eighteen threes in that game. And it's a school record for them. As 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 good as I think anybody has shot the ball from the perimeter uh, against us. Their point guard is back, who had twenty one and and uh, and fourteen assists and uh, nine rebounds. And so you know that that's going to has to be a real. You know, change for us. We've got to do a better job controlling him, and he's tough. He's a fifth-year senior, and they've actually got three fifth-year seniors in their starting lineup. Mark's done a great job of getting old with that team by going with transfers. And you know, his, his big guy, AK, in the middle, is a fifth-year yeah. guy. And Oklahoma Og, transfer. Ogby's a graduate you know, transfer, so he's got this is his fifth year. And then the other two that started, two Toolsons are are uh, a missionary junior and you know, a, a fourth-year sophomore. So they're they're older, they're a lot older than we are. I mean, when you just look at it, I think they're the 15th oldest team. In, Most experienced, uh, yeah. In, yeah. In the NCAA, and we're, we're tracking at about 305 yeah. somewhere <laughs> with, uh, with our young guys. But I know we're excited to play and looking forward to it.
0: Now, the schools are, of course, close, but uh, you're probably as familiar as two schools can be with each other, from the staffs to the players that have been at both places. Uh, there's a lot of familiarity going on here tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, there is. And and I think that uh, it should be fun for the local fans. You know, we always talk about these state, in-state games and how exciting it is for the, the basketball fans in the state of Utah. We've kind of condensed it a little bit now, and it should be really exciting for the fans right here in the county. And, and uh, it's, I mean, it should be a really competitive game. It should be a great atmosphere. I, I do know that uh, uh, the way that they play – and the confidence that Mark has uh, in his guys, uh, it would be a really difficult uh, matchup for us defensively. And our guys got to really be on it. And we got to do a much better job than we did last year.
0: Quick word about the 3 X ex-BYU guys on their roster, a big and a couple of wings.
1: Yeah, Isaac's one of the, you know, he's having a terrific season for them. But, you know, he, um, he's shooting 71% from the field and uh, averaging nine points, nine rebounds a game. Uh, Jake's in the starting lineup, and you know, they're playing him at the four, uh, which spreads that whole, you know, your defense out because he is such a good shooter, and then Corey comes off the bench and plays some minutes of point guard, and, you know, all three of those guys are older guys, and, you know, they've been replaced on our squad with younger guys, and uh, so it, it, it'll be emotional, that's for sure, anytime you play the in-state, yeah. but especially with the, with this situation with... You know, players. I think that Dalton and Jake were roommates their freshman year, so they lived together. So there's, there's a lot of, like you said, familiarity with uh, with all the players.
0: They began their season with what they called the toughest 24 hours. They went back to back at Kentucky at Duke to open the season, lost both games, but haven't lost a game since.
1: Yeah, they're on a four game winning streak, and and they they close these games out pretty good. You know, uh, Mark, you know, with his connection with uh, Kentucky, having played on the national championship team there back in the 90s, and. And then uh, you know, David Burgess, one of the I mean Chris Burgess, one of the assistant coaches there, uh played at Duke. And so they were able to put that uh, you know, that trip together and, and it was publicized. Mark got a lot of uh you know, just a lot of good press for his program from that. But uh since then they've I think they've been to Idaho State and one, they've been to North Dakota and one and yep. they won two home games. So they're on a roll, feeling good about themselves and playing really well.
0: And they have already played two uh four true. Away games Now, the UVU game is the first of uh, two in-state games this week. You're in Orem tomorrow. Then you're up in Logan uh, on the weekend. Again, you don't travel out of state, but, I mean, to stay in state, these are two, two pretty tough outings you have in back-to-back. Yeah, and, and,
1: and Logan is always uh, an, an environment that uh, the, 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 the local fans love when BYU come in. And so
0: Yeah,
1: we'll look forward to uh, to that game on Saturday. But I think one thing is for sure, when you sign up to play at Utah, at, uh, that BYU or you sign up to, to coach here, there's not a lot of neutral fans.
0: <laughs> there's, there's one or the other here on this You either really love BYU
1: yeah. or you don't love yeah. BYU.
0: There are, by the way, Utah State's playing at Valparaiso uh, tonight, and Valpo's up 17-15 in the first half, part of that uh, Missouri Valley Mountain West Challenge.
1: Where's that game at? In, at Valpo. Oh, is it really? Yes,
0: yeah, so Utah State's playing at Balpo right now and uh, down a couple in the first Yeah, I remember half.
1: those Missouri Valley challenges when we were in the Mountain West Conference. We
0: got Bradley one year, remember? And and
1: we went to Creighton one yep. year, and that was a tremendous game. And In fact, we were talking about that game today as a staff. Brandon Davies had a kind of his breakout, finished with the last 10 points you of you out game. that night. And
0: I Jackson, think we, and everyone into the game, not knowing if he could play with a stress fracture. 33
1: or, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it was the first time Creighton had lost in like seven years on the week, on a weekday game. That's a, that's they had that a, thing going. Yeah. No, they have, no, they have a radio guy like you that's got <laughs> the most ridiculous stats ever. And uh, walking out of there, one guy said, you know, this is the first time we've lost a weekday game in seven years. And, Felt even better.
0: That was a big one. In a big, in a big year for you guys. That was one of those early ones that made, uh, that made you, you know, help you toughen yeah, up.
1: That was a good, good year and a good, uh, good result from that game.
0: All right, coming up in our next segment, we've got one of your uh, team captains joining us for a couple of segments. Uh, what's made Luke Worthington kind of a natural choice to help lead your team this year?
1: Well, Luke is a, is a natural leader. He, he's got uh, a great personality. He's able to, to to just make friends with everyone. He's a real social guy. He's smart. He's uh, smart. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it was a unanimous pick from the from the players that, uh, you know, they wanted Luke to be one of the leaders. And I'm, I'm really happy for him because, um, you know, he's one of the real good guys in this game. And in when you talk about all the student athletes that have played here, came here expecting to play four straight years, played a year or two, felt like he really wanted to serve a mission, went out, served a tremendous mission in Chile, and now he's back to, to kind of finish it off and... Um, uh, he's a 3.8 student so he's the kind of guy you want on your team and the kind of guy you want leading your team
0: We're glad he's our first guest on the Rose Show this year. Coming up after the break, we'll talk to Luke. Fans, as we do head to break, we'll tell you that Utah Community Credit Union is the official sponsor of the Crosstown Clash between BYU and UVU. Every BYU and UVU game, every season, brought to you by your friends at UCCU. After the break, he is in Studio C. Luke Worthington, visiting with the coach and me. And taking your questions, this is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose.
1: Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so we are
0: in Studio C for more BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Catch us every Tuesday evening on BYU TV and BYU Radio and use hashtag Rose Show for a chance to see your question asked during our Q&A segments on the program. Sitting alongside head coach Dave Rose, I'm Greg Rubel, And joining us for the first time this season, we've got junior captain Luke Worthington with us. Luke, hello. Welcome. Thank you. And, uh, Back from your first mission to Chile, uh, two years away, the team you left a couple of years ago, very different from the one you come back to. Yep. How gratifying has it been to come back into a new mix, mix, and yet feel like you're back in the mix all over again?
2: It's been it's been a lot of fun getting to know the guys. Um, it takes a while when you really want to get to know someone, um, and and that's what I wanted to do with different people on my team. Wanted to get to know the guys individually, and I felt like over the course of the summer we we grew pretty close. So I was excited to get on the floor with them and get used to playing with them. And now we're already, you know, a decent way into the season, which is crazy to think that, that we're already here and we're already playing games and that, that we've got still a lot ahead of us, but but that we've made it. So I'm excited. Not too many guys you already knew when you came back though, right? From this year's group? No, not really. I mean, between the players and coaches, there are very few people. Um, there, there were a lot of changes when I left initially. And then throughout my mission, um, I had heard of Different, you know, transfers or changes. And every time it was either, you know, uh, it, you grow close to a lot of people, so you can occasionally get down about it and think, oh man, but then you get excited about who's going to step in, who's going to be the new person, and what
1: new people am I going to meet by the time I get back. So,
0: Dave, whether with the old group or the new group, uh, Luke fits in pretty well, though.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think the, there's so many, just listening to him talk about that, there's so many kind of nuances that go into learning each other, and then learning to practice and then to compete and then to get into real challenges and rely on each other, and you're all new guys. And and that's something that I think that our guys have really ad- adjusted to and ad- adapted to. I think this team had a great summer, maybe as good a summer as we've had for a long time as far as the mix. The guys always work, work really hard, but I think we, as coaches we did a much better job of managing the time and then what we actually put in and, and had the guys do for us. And uh, I think that has paid off a lot early. But uh, there's uh, there, there's no substitute for experience, and mm. that's why we are all so excited to go. And when we had a chance to play one more game to get that New Mexico scrimmage, going, I mean the exhibition yeah. game, everybody was so excited because we wanted to get going and, and try to learn even more of, of each other.
0: Luke, how would you describe uh, your journey from a two-year player to then a two-year missionary now, now, coming back, and maybe a modified perspective on either life or athletics, or how it's all gone for you?
2: It's been different than a lot of people's experience, I think. So maybe I've paved a new road. I don't know. Most guys nowadays, for the mission experience, are, are going out right away and coming back, and I think that's awesome. For me, it took a little longer to officially decide that, that I wanted to serve a mission. Um, but I'm so glad that I did. It's, it was the most, I mean, it was two most rewarding years of my life. I, I say that sincerely, I, I learned so much from the people in Chile and my mission president, my companions, and I'm a different person. So the mission was definitely necessary for me and my growth as, as a person. And, and now that I'm back, I, I feel like I have a more well-balanced attack to, to life because I've got my head on my shoulders and, and I know where I'm headed and what's most important in life. So it's been, it's been really interesting. Those first two years at BYU as well were a lot of learning, a lot of growth. College is no joke. There's a lot <laughs> of stuff going on. You got school and basketball and everything, and it's already hard to balance. But now that I've been in a mission, I feel like I can do that even better.
0: And the mission, I guess, wasn't your original intent uh, when you got here.
2: It wasn't really. I mean, not not to say that it wasn't an intent at all. I just wasn't sure that I was going to do that. I, I never got pressured in my household to say, "You need to go," or "Or you will go." And so for me, I thought, well basketball is fun. I I think I might prefer doing that because at that point I didn't really have a good understanding of of maybe what was most important. Um, But thanks to, I got to give credit actually to a lot of those guys on that team. Um, There were a lot of really good examples for me. So many different return missionaries and I'll leave names off the list, but I mean certain guys I remember, Tyler Hawes and Skylar Halford and Nate Austin, a lot of these guys that were just really amazing people. And I looked up to him, and I was excited to do something that had changed their lives so much. And then on top of that, I think the number one influence was obviously my parents. When when, they had, when my dad had said something, I started to really think about it, and that's what I ended up doing, and I'm so happy that I did.
0: Could you see the change happening with him as you got closer to that time, Dave?
1: Well, I, what I really remember is the day he came in my office and, and told me that that's what he wanted to do, and he was nervous, and, you know... He, <laughs> rubbing his hands and coach, this is you know going to be a little bit of a change. But uh, uh, what I don't I don't think he realizes that I've had a lot of those meetings with players over the the time that I've been here, and I was so excited for him. I think that it's when they when they you know you know feel that for themselves, and that's what they want to do. And the one thing that you you really know is that they're going to be great missionaries, and you, you're excited for their mission president and all the companions that he's going to have a chance to to be with, and, and, and then when, it, when he came back, he, you know, he was ready to dig in and, and uh, be a player. And you can tell uh, all the leadership skills that he was kind of naturally born with uh, developed over those years, and, uh, and now he's in, in charge of getting all these guys straight as the captain <laughs> and he and the Eli. Yes, sir.
0: Now, you're not, you didn't wear glasses in here tonight. You don't play with oh, the I goggles. Didn't. I'd love yeah, you to see the, t- take the Kurt Rambis angle, but uh, yeah. uh, you're often seen wearing eyeglasses. It's almost kind yeah. of part of your identity now. Uh, I guess so. It, when did you pick that up? There's, there's a
2: decent look at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there it's are kind
0: lenses of, in those glasses, right? There are lenses okay, in good. those glasses. No,
2: those aren't, those aren't fake at all. Um, no, I, are you a contact lens guy or are you? I'm not. So this is a situation. It's actually kind of interesting. I got my, my mom said for years, you're squinting, you're squinting. And I denied it because I can see fine and I can read everything that's in here. I mean, these letters are kind of big, but I can read, I can read everything fine. But after a while, things start to get a little blurry. So apparently I have a double stigmatism and it really just basically means that I'm kind of like 20, 30 with everything. I'm not necessarily nearsighted, farsighted. None of this is very interesting to you, but
1: <laughs> no, it's all very
2: fascinating. long story short, I wear the glasses when I'm studying or reading for a long time. Um, and a lot of times when I'm on campus, they just don't come off. And for pictures, I just think they're kind of interesting or fun or fun. <laughs> yeah, right. or, so I did it my freshman year, and I was like, well, I mean, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just kind of keep it going, a little tradition here. So, all you need to know about the look, there it is. Uh, it's a, it's a full-down You grew up in uh, Mequon, Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Mequon.
0: Uh, Florida is now the family home, but Midwest and Wisconsin was still, I think, uh, kind of
2: how we identify you. Is, is that fair enough to say still? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I grew up from about fifth grade through high school there. Um, and then when I graduated, that's when my parents moved to Florida. So family, I mean, home for me is where the family is. So now it's Florida, but to a certain extent, I definitely feel those those Midwest. Roots. I'm a devout Packers and Bucks fan, and um, you know I'll cheer for the Badgers right, and you're all those close teams.
1: Getting season tickets, aren't you?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, I am. You know, I am I'm on the list. yeah. <laughs> I am an official owner for the Packers, just in case you're. Shareholder. Wondering. Yes, okay. I am a shareholder with my brother. Okay. I'm very proud of that. So, <laughs> me and Jerry Jones will talk occasionally. You
0: know, yeah, right. You know. As fellow owners, yes. as, as you guys yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Uh, you've started all six games. This year you want of only three guys to start all six games. How do you like the way the rotations I guess are coming together
2: right now? I think I think we're playing really well and we've learned a lot in these games that we've opened with. Um the most important agenda for all of us is just winning. And whatever people we have to have on the floor to win games is most important. We trust in each other. Um Pretty deeply. I mean, we we all trust that when a guy's on the floor, when he shoots the shot, that it's going in. I trust that any any guy who's on the floor um, is capable because we've seen him play. And like Coach Rose said, we had an awesome summer. And I think over the summer we built a lot of trust in each other. So seeing guys occasionally get their names called, who you know maybe didn't get so many minutes, a guy like Ryland, who all of a sudden in the UMass game goes in and gets a quick bucket for us, and, and he's contributing. And not for a second that I doubt that I think, oh, crap, Ryland, don't shoot that. I thought, you know, <laughs> you can make those shots and you're a great player. So I'm just excited for whoever's on the floor at any time. And personally, I, I just want to contribute in and, and the lineup in any way I can.
0: Dave, before his mission, he played in a lot of games, didn't score a ton of points. He's scoring more now. You're giving him more to do as an offensive player.
1: Yeah, well, I think that, uh, you know, his understanding of how we want to play is uh, – is pretty pretty advanced as far as some of the other guys that are coming around he knows angles really well but on the defensive end he's as good a ball screen defender as maybe we've had but he's got a lot of confidence can take that thing right at the rim and uh you know in the Arlington game especially one of the best shot blockers in the country started that game with you know two quick baskets right at him and uh it's confidence for Luke and and, then the more he plays and the more success he has, the more confidence he'll get.
0: Luke, the uh, comeback win versus UMass is one I'm sure you hope becomes kind of like an early season tone setter for you. Great comeback. What did you like most remember most think will be the most resonant thing from that comeback win for you guys?
2: That we came together that, I mean, we've had a couple of games where we've gotten behind, but in that game, we, we knew that no one guy was going to get it done for us. Um, That, that, we were going to have to depend on each other on the defensive and offensive side of the ball, and you know we hear a lot from our coaches: just do what we do, and that means do the things we know we're good at and the things we practice every day. And when we do those things, we're elite. We play really well. Um, when we did those things in the second half of of both those games on our trip, we we held those teams to some pretty significantly low marks. Um, on the offensive end, and, and I think we're capable of doing that to any team as long as we just play the way we're supposed to play, and, and when we're in the right spots, things click for us. Your perspective on the game-winning play at the Dunk by Yo. <laughs> I was pumped. <laughs> yeah, you, you can probably see it. I looked like a, I looked like a goon. I was, on the, <laughs> I was jumping up and down. Yeah, I, was, I was super hyped. <laughs> I, was, I mean, there's, there's just a rush that comes through you when you win games, and especially late like that, it was, it was super exciting. How was the post-game locker room? It was good. It was good. We didn't have everyone there initially because there are a couple of guys. There's always a couple of guys who get pulled off for interviews or whatever. And, you know, I, the th- media. I think one of the yeah, yeah. the media. Yeah. I think I think one of the last people that came in was Peyton who contributed a lot for us late in the game. Yep. We were super excited for him, so we said to each other, "Don't say a word when he comes in until he sits down." So we were sitting there and we we're trying to hold it back as best we could. Peyton comes in there like a fireball, He's just like oh, oh. We're just sitting there quietly, and then as soon as he takes a seat, yeah, Peyton, we get up and like push yourself. It was, it was exciting. I mean, it was an exciting
0: time. Good moment. More with Lucas coming up. Stick right where you are. Uh, fans, whether you're sitting in the stands at the game or wrapped up on the sofa watching from home, Minky Couture is the best blanket ever and the best gift ever. Learn more at com. We've got more with Luke Worthington straight ahead. When we come back, we'll go to our live audience and social media for your questions. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. Checking out our Cougars in the pros, former BYU basketball players playing around the world. Jimmer Fredette, the Shanghai Sharks, keeps putting up huge numbers for his team over there. Kyle Collinsworth playing in the G League, the Texas legend. All around stat lines for him are no surprise. A couple of Cougars playing in Italy, Eric Mika and Jonathan Tavernari. JT plays a minute, makes the most of his minute, scores five points in a minute. I can see that happening. And Brandon Davies doing work in Lithuania. Welcome back to BYU basketball. Dave Rose and player guest Luke Worthington is with us. Luke is a team captain and a well respected teammate, of course. Uh, we're going to let you just watch the monitor here for a second and listen uh, to what your players, your, your teammates have to say. Let's, uh, we had a recent sit-down with some of your teammates and figure out what they have to say about uh, Luke Worthington. Let's hear. Oh,
2: man. All right, I'm going to say it anyways. Luke, I, I'm calling it a talent. He's a ladies' man. He's a pretty big ladies' man as well as a bishop. You know, I think they like that maturity. Somewhere. Luke is the nicest guy. He's just a genuine down-to-earth dude. Obviously, he's, he's a smart kid. He also is able to teach us in the ways that like, a captain's supposed to. He's just like a great leader. When you hear his voice on the court, you know exactly what you got to do. He... He's just a strong guy, really good post defender, rebounds extremely well, finishes well. He's got a great sense of humor, and whoever he's with... He'll he'll make you laugh. Luke's another one of those mystery guys. Everywhere we go, girls just stare at him. It. It's it's a blessing. It's a talent. Mr. Steal your girl a couple of times. We call him Mr. Steal your girl. Mr. Steal your girl. Honestly, like one of the greatest guys I've ever met.
0: All right, those here boys. Yep. Yeah. a couple of things maybe to take out of that. Uh, Dave, what did you pull from it?
1: Um, I'm going to go with uh, with Peyton's. that when he says things on the court that everybody knows exactly what to do. I mean, he's a really good communicator. He's not afraid to uh, you know, let people know. He makes a lot of calls, defensive calls, especially on ball screens. And um, as a staff, we just love that about Luke. He's so assertive, and the rest of the guys can respond to it.
0: For the record, you are not actually out to steal anybody's girl. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. That's a false.
2: That's a misconception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
0: Well, we'll get to hear from you about your yeah.
2: teammates later in the year as well. Yeah. But uh, you can tell. They love you. They love you. Yeah. You love them. Yeah, I do. No, they it made me smile, actually, watching them. I just think they're funny guys. So, I was, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's nice. That's nice. All right. They well, said a lot uh, of nice things, I guess. I don't know. Let's uh, see what
0: we have from our studio audience. We've got uh, Brenton Farrell at the mic for a question with, uh, with Luke. Hey, Brenton.
2: Hey, guys. So, Luke, what... To you, is the biggest difference in your game, like the biggest difference from before your mission to now, what has changed the most in those two years as far as basketball is concerned? Um, I feel like I'm able to play with with a pretty good pace, a little bit more control, um, which is nice. I think when when I get under control, when I play with a pace, I'm able to make a lot of plays around the basket. And... Um, on the defensive end as well, making the calls when I when I feel comfortable in the system. And so I've, I've got my feet under me, and I think having those two years of experience and coming back, there's nothing too crazy to me about shiny lights or, um, you know, lots of people in the stands. So I feel a lot more, more controlled, I guess.
0: All right, Brenton, thanks for the question. Appreciate that. A uh, regular feature of our weekly show is kind of a holdover from our radio-only days back in the day. We don't have a clever name for it yet. We call it 10 questions, <laughs> and here we go. Dave knows the drill. It's uh, time for 10 questions for Luke Worthington. You ready to roll for this? Wow, okay. All right. All it's right. going to be 10 questions. Some have correct answers, and some have just your answers, but here we go. Oh, boy. Number one, against which team did you score your first
2: points in a BYU uniform? Oh, goodness gracious. Is this counting, like, the preseason No, game? it's a regular season game. I think it would have been Long Beach State. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Weber Dang. State, you scored two points in the season oh, opener November 8th, 2013.
2: I guess I forgot about that. That's a few years ago.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. Question two Describe the traditional Chilean dish, pastel de choclo.
2: That's a fascinating dish. It's like, <laughs> it's this ground up corn thing, and it's got meat, and they shove all sorts of stuff in there. There's like, there's like raisins, and yeah.
0: Yeah, we dig. That's, that's correct. Well nice. done. Way to go. Uh, question number three. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers yes. are first and second on the Green Bay Packers all-time passing yardage list. Who is third?
2: Oh, man, I don't know. Bart
0: Starr? There you go. <laughs> there it is. Nicely done. I'm an owner. There you go. Uh, question four. <laughs> excluding your two for three, by the way, excluding yourself, who is the most stylish player on the BYU roster?
2: Wow, I could take a lot of heat for this if I don't get this right. <laughs> I'm gonna say Yoli because I know he'd really appreciate me saying.
0: that. (laughs) Oh, what a stunner! How could that be wrong? That's crazy. Well, apparently it's somebody else. So uh, no, I I like Yoli. It's Yoli. There you go. There you go. Okay, we're three of four. Uh, Question five: Which of your teammates has a listed hometown of Boise, Idaho?
2: Which, as in multiple, I would assume.
0: Well, one's gonna be truly Boise. A couple of brains a
2: little bit outside.
0: Braden. Okay, right? Shaw. Braden's outside, and then Ryland. Ryland. Thank Ryland yeah. Bergerson, Mr. Boise. There you go. Four of five. Question six. Wisconsin is America's dairyland. Yes. And the number one state for cheese production. Which state ranks second? California. California. Wow. Right. Dingham Bingham. <laughs> Give him the bell on that one. Uh, five for six. Well done. I oh, know. I'm good. This is where that 3.8 GPA comes in, doesn't it? Uh, question seven. That's pretty quick. Against which team? Did you play in your final game before leaving on a mission to
2: Chile? Final game, Ole Miss.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. NCAA tournament, 2015. Actor Mark Hamill is best known for his portrayal of which legendary movie character? Actor Mark, we're getting an "Oh come on" from the audience here. (laughs) Actor Mark Mark Hamill, Hamill? best known for his portrayal of which legendary? I don't know. Star Wars characters. Star
2: Wars character. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker.
0: There we go. There we go.
2: There we go. I didn't even live when those movies came out. Oh, the kids today. Uh, okay. Question Same. nine. Which
0: of the BYU basketball coaches are you picking to win a free throw contest? Oh, wow.
2: We'll go ahead and say Coach yeah. Ross. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Got to ding that one. Ding, ding, ding. And, uh, and,
0: and finally, which of the players on the current BYU roster has played in the most career games?
2: Most career games in total, like yep. college. On the, on the current roster, Elijah, on the current b- Elijah roster. Brian. On the current. <laughs> oh me! You. <laughs> yeah! here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's right. Yeah. I was going to say total, maybe. Yeah, I guess me. Yeah. yeah, most career. Here we go. Here we go. Way to go. Way well, to play the, 10 questions. Yeah, I mean, the questions Good. about myself, I wasn't too hot. But everything else, I think everything I did, right I, I I did all right. Yeah.
0: All right, Luke Worthington, folks. Thanks for coming in, Luke. After break, your questions for Dave Rose from the audience and Twitter. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose.
1: <laughs> Bringing it across
0: the timeline. Seven seconds left. Gets a screen from Dastrup. The dish. The dunk! From Yoli Childs. That's our exciting play of the game presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Nissan <laughs> innovation that excites. We are back on BYU basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. Dave, we talked about it a bit earlier, but uh, how nice to get a wide open dunk to win a game out there in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, we 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 had a nice a nice play called, and, and I was expecting that we'd probably get the corner three, uh, but uh, Jashir read it perfectly and. And, you know, I I get quite a few texts after big wins, and uh, there's people, mostly all my friends, that have something interesting to say. But (laughs) I think the most interesting thing, the text, that had multiple texts, was when was the last time BYU had a game winner on a dunk? And... uh, I have no idea but I don't maybe, think maybe, called one. maybe you want to look maybe you want to look into that. Well,
0: among cool. the game winners that I think about, I think about McKelly Wesley late in the Hawaii game years and years ago. Yeah. And I think about uh, Tyler Hawes Tyler. on a baseline one one footer to beat Texas late. Uh, Santa but, Clara,
1: he beat Santa Clara the little, late
0: in, in the uh, WCC Western tournament, tournament. Uh, late so but dunks, yeah, I, I don't no, no, nothing came to mind. Sure, was fun to see. I'll take it though, right? Yeah. Take a dunk anytime. You were a long
1: ways away, but uh, I was. But usually, I was too Right next to us, and yeah, we can hear you I was, celebrate. I was
0: watching and listening and celebrating in my hotel room in Honolulu. <laughs> Another carryover from our previous version of this show is some uh, Cougar Nation Q and A with the head coach, the Cougars, and we've got live audience and Twitter questions ready to roll. And we'll start uh, this week's Q and A right here in the studio. Austin, is at our mic? Hello, Austin.
2: Hey, Coach. Uh, just want to know if there's anything special you do to help prepare some of the players for the next level.
1: Well, I I think that, uh, you know, that's an ongoing process really from the day that they get here. And uh, I think that's probably the most exciting thing. Well, there's so many, there's a lot of things. But one of the really exciting things about having the annex here is that it allows these players 24-7 access to be able to improve their game, which will obviously help us at BYU. Um, But I think that there's a lot of things we do in the summer that uh, really helps them kind of develop – uh, a game that uh, the, the kind of the, the skill set for the NBA, and then a lot of things that we're doing in our half court this year. I think really help our guys at the next level. But uh, it's a, it's a lot of uh, a lot of work, and, and uh, the guys who make it, you know, have uh, spent a lot of time doing it. Just All
0: putting right, the time in more Q and A with Coach Rose coming up after the break. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. On BYU, BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is brought to you in part by Nissan, innovation that excites. All right, this week it is BYU at the Utah Valley on Wednesday. Pregame coverage on the BYU Sports Network at 8 o'clock Eastern, live on BYU TV, and of course, radio postgame coverage, TV and radio. Then Saturday, we are in Logan for BYU and Utah State. 8 o'clock pregame Eastern on the BYU Sports Network radio. The game can be seen on AT&T, Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain. So Today we've got you covered. TV and radio, the Cougars, the Wolverines, and the Aggies this week. Tune in. We are back to say so long on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Coach and running. Good luck this weekend.
1: I think we're excited about
0: All right, it's the Aggies and the Wolverines in reverse order. We'll talk to you next week on BYU Basketball. Dave Rose, 8 o'clock Eastern next Tuesday night from Studio C. For the coach and Luke, I'm Greg Gravel. So long.